0: In today's episode, we're talking about the threat that apathy has on your marriage.
1: And there's a quote from JK Rowling that says, indifference and neglect often do much more damage than outright dislike. Mm. And as we're talking about apathy, those two words, indifference and neglect, um, often fall into that. We're going to be digging deep into that, into today's episode. But first, we start every episode with a hug. And for those of you that are brand new, first of all, we want to say welcome. Absolutely. We're so excited that you're here. Um, And we want to let you know that that a hug is an opportunity for us to, to share what's happening in the one family, to share where you're taking action and being intentional, where you're having your breakthroughs. And this hug comes from an email that we received that said, my husband and I started a marriage study with six other couples to go through the six pillars of intimacy book and workbook. Mm. We needed the accountability to complete it because we weren't getting it done on our own. Hey, I love that honesty. Love it. Love it. Love it. She goes on to say, we finished the study alongside our friends and we all loved it. We loved the simplicity of the homework, but how powerful it was at the same time. We all agreed how this study and book changed the way we thought about marriage. Right on. One couple went through a job loss in the middle of the study and found Mm. that they handled it so much better than they would have previously. We all learn so much about communication, expectations, intimacy, and more. Marriage encompasses so much more than we ever thought of. Thank you for giving us a greater understanding of what it takes to have a successful marriage. Side note, our group refers to sex as Pillar 6 now. Love it. <laughs> we decided to continue our group into a long-term group, a short-term group into a long-term group that focuses on strengthening marriage, and we started another book, but it just hasn't been anywhere as great a book as yours. Thank you yeah, for that compliment. Absolutely. She closes with, I opened up about my disappointment in the group a few weeks ago, and everyone felt the same way. Sometimes somebody just needs to speak up. Our new book really needed to go. We missed the six pillars of intimacy, so one couple had the brilliant idea to give each couple a week to present on one of the pillars. We start next week, and I personally am so excited to dive into it again.
0: Yeah, that's rad. And hey, to this couple for stepping out and for... (laughs) Every single couple who has um, put on a small group, home group, connect group, whatever you may call your group, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. You are changing lives, truly. We have had the honor and the blessing to meet many a small group. Leaders, we just saw a
1: couple this past weekend.
0: We did see a couple this past weekend. Um, we were at an event and, and they have put it on twice and the impact you are making is huge. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who are like, well, how do I do that? It's real simple. Go to sixpillarsofintimacy.com, pick up the book. There are six pillars. You can break it down into like eight chapters. If you want, grab the workbook with it Mm -hmm. and lead a group, three couples, four couples, grab them, say, Hey, we're going to do this. Let's see what happens in our marriage. It's simple. Don't overcomplicate it, get in community and change marriages. So for those of you who have done it, thank you. For those of you who are thinking about doing it, step out. Mm. Go do it and see what may happen even in your own marriage while you lead a small group.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, as we jump into today's episode, uh, Tony and I recently attended the Romance Uncensored Away uh, event that was in Las Vegas hosted by Pastor Shannon and Cindy O'Dell of Brand New Church. Mm -hmm. And side note, Tony and I do attend marriage events. Mm -hmm. We don't know everything about marriage marriage and we need to we need to be the ones to also to to jump in and mm-hmm. soak and absorb for our own marriage. And you know one of the at the beginning of one of the sessions, Pastor Shannon started with this question which is worse for your marriage? Apathy or adultery? You could have heard a pin drop in that room. Mm-hmm. It was just a full heart stop right there. Which one's worse? And Having sat across from couples for the last 10 years, probably somewhere now in the vicinity of five, 600 couples, I know the answer to this question. But I'm curious as you're sitting there right now what you think the answer to the question is. Because I will tell you that more marriages find themselves in a world of hurt because of apathy than adultery. And y'all know. If you're brand new, you don't know, but you will learn right now. Um, I love to define words Mm -hmm. for the one family. MiriamWebster.com is my favorite when I'm preparing for an episode because I'm like, what does the word actually mean? Not what does Elisa think it means? Not what does, you know, Tony or somebody sitting in their car driving to work right now, but what does this word mean? And uh, MiriamWebster.com defines apathy as, one, a lack of feeling or emotion, also known as impassiveness. Mm. Or two, a lack of interest or concern. Indifference. Lack of feeling, emotion, interest, or concern. It might sound a little bit like living like roommates Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or going through the motions. And here's, here's the stinky part about apathy is that it's a slow spread, right? It's not like somebody wakes up one morning and is like, you know what? today would be a great day. It's Thursday. Let's, you know, I think I'm just going to schedule a little like checking out of my marriage today.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think today is the day that I'm going to like, meh, just not show any. Like nobody wakes up thinking like that. Nobody says I'm not going to be, inter- today's the day I'm not going to be interested in my spouse or, or I'm going to be indifferent. It, it, it's really, it's the result of all the little disconnects, the busyness that we can all get so wrapped up in. The easy distractions. Oh, you know I just got to take care of this. Or give me one more minute. Um, you know, I'm just I'm scrolling through this one thing on my phone. I just got to look something up. It's the shorter conversations. It's being in the same room, but not really interacting. You can say you're there. Oh, we're in the same spot. We spend so much time together. Time together and interactions, I will tell you, two different things.
0: Mm-hmm. And so if you're looking at those, you know, what, what's the worst, obviously we're talking about apathy today and apathy can lead to that affair, mm-hmm. to the emotional affair, to the, you know, physical, sexual affair. And so today we really want to just dive into that. What is apathy? What does it look like? Mm-hmm. How does that happen? And it doesn't matter if you've been married a few days or if you've been made married 40 plus years. There are probably times in your marriage where this has happened, you know? And so just think about that. And what it really leads to, because we don't really talk about apathy a lot, but the, but the word you hear a lot and something that Elise and I hear is we're living like roommates. So if you feel like, man, we're in this roommate syndrome. We're, we're we're like we're stuck in this spot. This is for you today, mm-hmm. because I believe that as I was sitting there too. Because I, I like Elisa said, we're we're sitting at Romance Uncensored, and we're listening. And 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 some of these things just sort of hit us too, as as we're sitting there. Like what's going on in our own marriage? Like we're not teaching anymore. We're not on stage. We're not behind our microphone. This is just Tony and Elisa sitting down, going, okay what's going on in our marriage? Like this is us looking at each other and, and ourselves. Mm-hmm. And as a side note, if you would like to join us at Romance Uncensored in Branson, Missouri, January 26th and 29th, or 26th through 27th, mm-hmm. we are going to be there speaking. We would love to have you join us. You can go to romanceuncensored.com. I'll also put a link here. I know it's a short time frame, but for those of you in that area, come join us. It's going to be awesome. Go to romanceuncensored.com. And so we're sitting there going through this. And, you know, it's like, whoa, it's the start of the new year. What's going on? Mm-hmm. And you get hit with that.
1: And, and sometimes you get hit a little more, um, almost like hitting a brick wall, I guess is probably the way to say this. Um, and we have told you guys since episode four. That we would always be open, honest, and transparent. Tony and I don't ever get behind these microphones and want to come across as we're perfect. Mm -mm. We don't have issues. We aren't working through the same stuff. Um,
0: We have all of it. We have all of it. Yep.
1: And, you know, part of what makes the one family the one family is the fact that, that we can be open, honest, and transparent. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we attend Romance Uncensored on Friday and Saturday. Mm -hmm. Um, Saturday night, we go see Michael Jackson 1 in uh, Las Vegas. Great show. Cirque du Soleil show. Crazy good. Um, Sunday, I had to fly back But I didn't have. I chose to fly back because Tony was staying on in Vegas for another conference, and I needed to get back for coaching and whatnot. And so Tony and I go to church Sunday morning there in Vegas, and then we stop at a Del Taco to have lunch um, before he takes me to the airport. And we're sitting there, and um, yeah, we're, we're sitting there, and my husband says to me, "What's going on with us? Where are you?" You don't seem like you're interested in, in, in me, in us, in what's going on in our marriage. And uh,
0: and this is, I just want to share with everybody. You, you, you're attending is vastly different than being on stage. And so hearing what Pastor Shannon had to say, it began to rattle in me. And I'm like, what's going on? And, and so just like you, something, something starts to, it's glaring and yet you're looking for the opportune time to bring it up.
1: When's the perfect time? I hear that all the time in coaching sessions.
0: Right. And so we have those choices and I had that choice too. Do I bring it up right there on I mean, that happened on Friday. Do I bring it up Friday night, you know, after it had been a long day as it was and and hit it? Or do I, you know, do I bring it up on Saturday? What What is it? Um, And also, you're just looking at, like, where can we get some alone time? Mm-hmm. Where can we be, like, just be able to talk? And I have found for myself... I sometimes like talking outside the house or outside a room or outside a place where we it's only Elise and I, because there is some sort of like, all right, how are we going to act in this moment? Like we're in a public social pressure. We're in a, we're in a public place. And, and how am I going to present how, what's my tone? What's the timing of it? And, And so as we're, we're having lunch I felt like this was the place. And, and there's a, a couple of reasons why, and I just want to share that. One, we were in a public place. It, it, it was lunch, and I felt like, you know what, we have some time before I got to drop Elisa off, so let's just go talk. Um, two, we were going to have some time away from each other. Mm-hmm. And for Elisa and I, you know, I'm not saying this is for you, but for Elisa and I, I find it that When there are heavy topics that we got to discuss, I think sometimes we have to get it off of our chest. We have to have some sort of conversation about it, and we need to have some time apart, some space. This just so happened I was staying another couple of nights um, in Vegas for this conference. But it gives us some time to just think through our thoughts, think through the feelings, the emotions, what's going on with us individually and us as a couple Mm -hmm. um, takes off some of the pressure of having to be face-to-face when we do talk to each other because we're just on the phone. Like we can just, hey, how are you doing? What's going on? What's your day like? Um, We don't don't have to go in deep at this point in time. So uh, what I want to say is if you're having those difficult conversations, they can feel difficult because it's your spouse. Mm -hmm. It's your it's your marriage. And I just want you to know there. there's a couple here who's still going through those times. Doesn't mean our marriage is going to get a divorce. Doesn't mean we're splitting up. Doesn't mean we're getting separated. It means we need to look at our six pillars of intimacy though, and which is something I brought up in our conversation and go, which ones have cracks and why is it? Why have we gone to this place at times? What's going on with us?
1: And, you know, um, I do appreciate the fact that it wasn't a public place. Um, I will say, you know, it's never, it's never easy to be called out by anyone, let alone your spouse. Um, But Tony was honest. And I am guilty of allowing apathy into, into my life and into our marriage. And I needed to hear it. I'm grateful. I was telling somebody this the other day. Um, I'm grateful that Tony loves me in our marriage enough that he would say something that, that he was still so invested in us that it wasn't going to be like, well, I'm just not going to say anything and I'm not going to say anything and I'm not going to say anything and I'm going to let this happen. And you know, in all honesty, we do have some pillars that are still really strong. Hell yeah. Right? Like, it's not like everything has, and and I think this is something, and it it hit me, you know, over these last couple of days. Like, I'm grateful for the framework of the six pillars because I can look and say, okay, where are we strong? Where are we hitting it? What, What is going well? And how do I bring that back? This is what I tell my coaching clients, you guys. Like, I was coaching myself the last couple of days. I'm like, okay, where are you strong? What have you stopped doing in the other pillars? But getting into this place of saying, okay, you know, I have to take a look at myself. This wasn't like, I can tell that I've grown as a wife because if Tony had had this conversation with me years ago, it wouldn't have mattered if we were out in public or not. I would have completely shut down. I did have a few moments. He called yep. me out on those too. Um, he also used a little co- Elisa coaching um, because I think once or twice I said, I don't know. And he's like, you know, that's not an acceptable answer. <laughs> Give yourself a minute to think about it. I'm like, oh, wow. You've listened all those years when I'm, okay, great. Now you're coaching me.
0: And and I can, we can probably chuckle right now.
1: We were not chuckling then.
0: I am going to tell you that that conversation is one of the toughest conversations we've had in a long time. I mean, you could literally cut the air with a knife. I mean, it was, it, it was tense. There's there's tension there. There were were tears welling up. There was, you know, what I like to say for myself, rapid heart rate, sweaty palms. That means something is going on Mm -hmm. for me. And so it's been some days since that has happened. We've had some conversations. Have we had complete reconciliation and right back to where it was and where we want to be no
1: can can i just give a time frame on that though you this was sunday you were at the conference until late wednesday night and Mm -hmm. we're recording this thursday morning so so i'm just just in terms of context for everybody i just want everybody to know it's not like we've been avoiding it we haven't actually been in proximity that's just a-
0: but we've had some phone calls, mm-hmm. did a little FaceTime, you know, you're, you're sending out some packages and stuff. So we, we had some, we had some moments of that, but we also know when we get behind our microphones, this is where we talked as well. Mm-hmm. This is where we feel comfortable to express what's happened and where we are now too. So mm-hmm. for us, it's, it's taken a little bit but we're still talking. We're still engaging one another. I'm still kissing her. We're still, you know, I got home late last night, and we're still cuddling and going to sleep. And
1: I was very cuddly last
0: night. All the, uh, yeah, you were. You're, it was great. I mean, and I've been feeling like halfway like under the weather at times, and you know, sort of. So I, I want to. I just want to say, like, when we get into arguments, when we get into places where we're bringing up tough things, it's okay if it's not resolved in 24 hours. It's okay if it takes you a few days to get your thoughts together. Mm-hmm. What I will say, though, is don't disengage. It, it wasn't that Elisa and I never talked to each other for the last four days. Correct. Like, we, we still had contact. We were still texting one another. We were still checking in on one another. What has happened in our marriage with the apathy part of it, it's going to take some time for us to understand which pillars have cracks in them, which Mm -hmm. ones are strong and what, and where we're going to go in our own marriage.
1: Mm -hmm. Because part of the danger of apathy is that it can get you so locked up in your own individual world that you do become oblivious Mm -hmm. to the impact that you're having on your spouse and on your marriage. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Cause I saw it, like I knew I knew we were disconnected in some areas, but Sometimes you can almost get into a place of where do I take the first step? How do I break out of that? Like, mm-hmm. like I can see it, but I don't know what to do. And, and you know, truth be told, we're a marriage in process,
0: mm-hmm.
1: just like you. But but we're in this place, and we're in it together, and we're going to share about it. And we're going to keep moving forward. And I want to share um, after this break what it looks like to start moving forward.
0: Did you know the average couple waits six years to get help from challenges in their marriage? That's six years of struggling and feeling like something is off of wondering why you can't seem to change things. Stop waiting at one extraordinary marriage. We offer marriage coaching with Elisa, Elisa coaches couples just like you wanting more in their marriage. Here's what one husband had to say. We were at the point of changing our behavior or going our separate ways. My wife suggested marriage coaching, but I was skeptical. I didn't need to be skeptical. Alisa helped us get to the core of our issues and gave us the tools we needed to have an awesome marriage. Now our marriage is stronger than ever. Our communication is better. Our finances are transparent. We discovered date nights again and our sex life is wow. If you think marriage coaching isn't for you, I promise that if you are committed to making a change, that is exactly the road you should take. Apply for coaching at com slash coaching. Don't wait six years. Go to marriage.com slash coaching.
1: We're back and we're talking about, you know, what to do and what happens when apathy threatens your marriage. And, you know, like Tony said a few minutes ago, apathy is, um, apathy can lead to a lot of really, really ugly things. It, it can lead to emotional infidelity. It can lead to sexual infidelity. And I will tell you, I sat on the airplane, so Tony and I have this conversation and, I get to the airport, fly standby on an earlier flight, sitting on an airplane, and because I was flying standby, I was in a middle seat. I never get the middle seat. I always (laughs) get an aisle seat. I'm smushed between two very large men, and I'm like, okay, this is going to be comfy. Um, But guys, I sat there, and I thought about all the what ifs. Alisa, what happens if you don't take action? Elisa, what if you don't engage with Tony? And I could easily, partly because I sit across from couples all day long, I I know what the end of that story looks like. I know that leads to sexlessness. I know that leads to infidelity. I know that ultimately leads to divorce. I know it. I've seen it. I, I, I've lived it with my coaching clients. And I also knew, getting off that plane, I had a choice to make. And I will tell you that. I mean, guys, this is this is fresh we're recording this five days after that conversation. Mm-hmm. So this isn't, I, I'm not even sharing this from a place of victory. Like I've got it all figured out. and We're all better and all this. Like I'm, I am I specifically chose because we didn't even have a theme or topic for this episode. Tony didn't even know what it was. Mm-mm. We were talking about it on Tuesday. And I'm like, I don't know. I'll wake up on Wednesday morning and I'll, I'll do the episode notes and, and something will, like I'll be inspired. <laughs> right? like it'll, it'll come. And I had actually written down that that uh question from pastor shannon in, in, in just okay. a podcast uh thread that tony and i have just to keep ideas and things like that and so he didn't even know until he got the episode notes what this particular like because we hadn't talked about it right he's traveling i'm traveling you know i'm at home whatever um but i knew that i needed to talk to all of you about it now partly for accountability. But partly because, like Tony said, this is where we have our conversations.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you're the one who's been drifting in apathy, I get you. I know it's easy. I know it's easy to get there. And I will tell you, um, as I was going through all those questions and, and, and asking myself, you know, like, how did I get here? <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta ask, like, like how did I get here? What are the things I've been holding back and why? What are my patterns? Who can I talk to and turn to and trust with what's going on inside of me? And I will say, <laughs> sometimes it's that best girlfriend if you're a woman or the, your best buddy if you're a man because sometimes you actually need to talk through it with somebody that you're not married to so that you can actually talk through it with the person that you're married to. Mm-hmm. And I did. I had a couple phone calls this week where I was just like, oh, like I need to engage with someone differently and I need to start like thinking that through a- and getting and into this. That was
0: this- one of my suggestions, by the way, everybody.
1: He's a smart man. He's a smart
0: man. <laughs> during during our conversations, yeah. I brought that up. Like we we spend a lot of time together and I love Elisa. And I could just tell, like, she she needs other women who she can talk to about things that are going on with her.
1: Well, and, and with us because And with us. Yeah. And with us, yes. And, and so um so, I, I Are you going to
0: tell me who you talk to? Not on the. You don't need to tell me now, but are you going to tell me who?
1: Yes, but not on air. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> it's like Just, everybody's got their people. Right? Yeah.
0: No, no, no. I understand. Uh, I'm not going to out your people. Okay. Thank you.
1: But, but I got to this place too. So, two things happened. One is, um, that Sunday night, I was sitting down, and I do, you know, you guys know that Tony and I have our different journals. I've got my, you know, five-year journal where it's like one sentence a day, and, and so I was doing that, and I was also just doing some, some Bible time, and um, for those of you that are listening, you know that Tony has his 16 I am statements, of which I know like three of them, um, because they're his, and they're not mine, and that's totally cool, and I was sitting there, and I'm like, okay, but Tony does this I am statement thing, right, and I'm like, but that's not, like, I'm wired differently, and so I literally, you guys, I opened my Bible and I just started pulling out passages that were meaningful to me, you know, passages that, that translate into I am statements or, or God's promises to me. But like I was telling a coaching client yesterday, I'm like, I just need the details. I need the, the, the why behind the what. And that's what I found in scripture. So I've got like 15 of these. And then I sat down with myself and I said, you know what? You've gotten a little boring. You're kind of stagnant and you don't have fun. And I wish you could see Tony's head right now. Cause he was just like nodding. Like <laughs> that's <laughs> thank God. He also was, said that too.
0: That was, yes. That was one of the things I noticed too Is our recreational intimacy pillar has cracks in it. it and so in just bringing that up to Elisa about like, like why can't you have fun? like, well, what, what's going on right now? And it's, it's been a slow deal. You know, you, you, you notice these things and then something changes and, oh, we get to go here. And so it, you're like, oh, well, maybe it's, it's not a, a big deal. And then, but it, it just sort of keeps sort of resurfacing. And so that was something I did bring up during our, our conversation.
1: So, so I started thinking about things. I'm like, what do you want to do? Like, you, you know, I, I have as a writer, you know, that, that is part creativity, but there's also, because it's all about marriage, that's kind of still work. Mm -hmm. And and so I'm like, okay, that's not, that's not scratching that creative itch. Like it's not doing something like, like just for me. And so I started, you know, scrolling on the internet because Tony wasn't home and I can stay up late when Tony's not home. And uh, I found this, this uh, resin painting class up in Oceanside. I'm going by myself. This Good. isn't going to be a couples thing. Like, I just want to go and create something on my own Good. to just get back I love into it. that place. Um, but I started I started pulling out all the tools that I've created over the years, right? Like, I'm like, it's same tools I send to my coaching clients. And I'm like, okay, what would I send to me if I was a coaching client? And, and so I printed out the um, date night done right mm-hmm. guide. And I'm like, okay, you're going to sit here and you're going to start like What can we do in San Diego? And so I started going through the date night. And I've got, I don't know, it's somewhere here in my office. I think I've got like most of the categories. There's five categories on there. I think I've got like two or three in each category. And I'm like, okay, "Okay, like we're going to start, I'm going to start here. Like, what have we not, we've lived in San Diego for 20 years. What have we not done that like, you're just going to go do this year. You're going to do something. And, And so I started getting into this place where I'm like, okay, Elisa, it's time. And, and I know some of this is some of this is midlife. We have two kids that are currently applying for colleges right now. And there's a lot of transition with them both getting ready to go to college. I know, as I've told my coaching clients all this year, I turned 50 in June. And not that I'm like, oh my gosh, my life is over. But like 50 is a big number. And I know that just some of the thoughts around like, where am I and what am I doing and that type of thing. I also know, quite honestly, I've got stuff I've got to work through. And so, in that place, it's getting to that, it's getting to the heart of it. One again, you know, st- being willing and not going on the defensive. I, I really feel like in that conversation, and and I, Tony, I don't know um, how you feel about this, but I really felt like I kept the defensiveness in check. Like I don't remember oh, yeah. ever getting to a place where I'm like, "What the heck are you talking about, dude?" No,
0: I mean, I think it was, it was a great conversation. I mean, it's probably one of the best ones where the intensity of the topic and where we were was one where I could see the conflict. I I, I we, we it wasn't like we went all the way around the conflict cycle. It's mm-hmm. like we didn't like explode at one another and anything. It was just like we were able to to have a conversation that needed to be had to just rattle, break off some things Expose some areas where there's been apathy. Mm-hmm. That that's basically what it was. I I what I look at it now, stepping back, it was more of a conversation, and in, in the the word apathy didn't even come into my mind. But obviously, that's what it what it was all about. But it was really just going like, we need to shine the light on these things that are happening that are creating cracks in these pillars, mm-hmm. so that way. We don't continue to live there individually and together. Like some of the stuff I was even talking about with Elisa had nothing to do with our marriage. Had to do with ourselves Mm -hmm. and who we are and what we want to do. But from an I place. Like that's why I write my I am statements. Mm -hmm. Like I am a child of God. I am a passionate, loving husband. So am I truly being a passionate, loving husband? Or is there some times when I'm just being apathetic for periods and I'm not. So looking at these areas individually, what can I do? It's something that we've always shared with you guys because the marriage will be as strong as the individual components. Mm -hmm. So if I'm the person that God has called me to be, if Elisa is a person that she has been created to be, then the marriage itself is going to be stronger. We're still working on our marriage through the six pillars of intimacy. And yet there has to be sometimes individual work that needs to be done. Is there grief? Is there trauma? Is there, are there hurts? It, whatever it could be. Do we need the work on it? Physically? Mm-hmm. Do we need fitness? Do we need, you know, to, to, we talked about this just this past week, hormonal imbalances. <laughs> are we, are we experiencing those? Mm-hmm. Like if it is, and I need to, Call the doctor. Like, I can't be indifferent about it anymore. I need to pick up a phone. I got to take, like, a a step. I got to be courageous.
1: Mm.
0: And sometimes we begin to get apathetic, and it's like, well, honey, I'm not feeling good. And we expect our wife or our husband to then pick up the phone, figure it all out. And they're like, you know what's going on with you. Go pick it up. Go go seek someone out. I don't know who that is for you, and I even told that for to Elisa. I'm like, I don't know where the hurt is right now, babe. I wish I could find it. I wish I could to just take care of you, and but I can't. You need to figure it out. I'm here to support you. I'm here to be come alongside you. You know, help you wherever you need it. And yet, you have to figure that out, and you got to seek that help. And I will do whatever I have to do. To make sure you get it.
1: And and to that point right there. I know some of you are listening. And uh, you're feeling like this is your spouse. And you don't know how to bring it up. And this might be one of those episodes. That you just share with them. And Mm -hmm. ask them to listen. And say hey can we have a conversation about this after. That's it. Because I know. I watched Tony's Body Language. I knew when the air had shifted in that Del Taco and all of a sudden we're about ready to have a conversation. I'm like, Oh, here it comes. Cause, cause I, I, you know, I spend a lot of time looking at people's body language. <laughs> it changed. And I'm like, Oh crap. I should just go to the airport right now. Like not going to lie. I'm like, maybe I'll just fly standby on an earlier flight. Um, no such luck. And, uh, you know, it's part of the reason why Tony and I have these conversations Yep. because if it's happening in our marriage, and, and we guys, we spend most of the day every day talking about marriage and living it and doing it. And sometimes we're even susceptible to these things. And, and I will share that I'm clearly after five days, not on the other side of this. It, it wasn't five days getting in, five days getting out. But I will tell you that I, I started looking at my own behaviors and patterns and, and made a commitment that, you know, I need to put my phone down more because that's an escape mechanism. That's just a checkout. I don't have to pay attention to you. Put my phone down. We, we went off this morning and I drove. Tony didn't drive. You know why? Because when he drives, I'm just on my phone. So one way to not be on your phone is to be the one doing the driving. He may not like that all the time because he doesn't like my driving, but that's a whole other story. It store.
0: worked. You actually did really well. That was fun.
1: You know, it's, it's stepping out of my comfort zone to initiate conversations. Part of it is I spend all day, three days a week talking to people. So there are just times where I'm like, I kind of feel a little talked out, but you know what? I don't spend those days talking to Tony, so I still need to initiate conversation with him. It's stepping into this place of renewing my mind with scripture. Like I said, I went and found those 10 or 15 Bible verses and corresponding like my own I am statements, kind of like what Tony has, but I also have the scriptural reference for that. And I'm like, okay, I'm. I'm looking at that. I'm reading it. I'm writing it, just like he does daily. It looks a little different than Tony's, but you know what? That's cool because Tony and I are different.
0: That's right.
1: And it's stepping into this place about getting curious about who I am again, mm-hmm. and, and, and trying new things. Like one of the things I put down, you don't know this because you haven't seen my top ten list. Um, But we saw some friends here in Torrey, um, in San Diego. There's this place called the Torrey Pines Glider Park. And we saw a bunch of friends a couple weekends ago. They, you know, like the GoPro videos of them doing it. And I I like, Tony doesn't like heights. Okay. So he may or may not do this with me, which is totally fine. But I'm like, I want to go to the Torrey Pines Glider Park and do that. Right. Like that seems a little crazy to me, but you know what? It's okay. Like finding this painting class. It's Okay. Like, I'm just going to go start doing things. And, and part of what I realized, and this isn't, this is just a reflection of where we are. Tony and I spend so much time together. We live together, we work together, we work out of our home. And part of what I realized is that I need to do things by myself mm. to bring variety, conversation, things like that into the marriage again. Mm. Because I, I hole up in my office okay. three days a week. And then the rest of the time, it's like, oh, let's go do this, and, and we're we're always doing something. And it's not bad to do things together. But what I realized is there hasn't like I I've, I've lost some of that separation of self, mm-hmm. and so I've got to go find that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so I'm
0: all I'm, I'm all good. I'm, and see for myself, like you guys know, I love cycling, so I'm out. Like cycling's my thing. I can go fitness. I can like. I'm cool. Like I can do those things. So I have my things. I have my my guys that I hang out with. I go grab lunch with. I'm doing different things. I'm like, I'm going hiking. I'm like, I'm good. Does it mean that I'm perfect? No. Does it mean that I could do some other things as well? Yeah. This goes both ways. But as you look at and you, you, you hear what Elise and I shared today, you never stop growing. You never stop growing. Here's the thing, though. If you feel like you, maybe your spouse, has become apathetic, it's time to start. It's time to just go, what's what's going on? What's next?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How do we look at our six pillars of intimacy and determine why we're here? Where the cracks are? How do we strengthen this? Because I do believe... That apathy is a bigger detriment than infidelity. And more of us are living in apathy in our marriage and we need to break it. And so with that, this week is a tough one. I get it. We gotta look at ourselves. We gotta look at our spouse. We gotta look at each other. But you didn't come here to just get a good message and walk away. You came here for breakthrough. You came here for freedom. Came here for encouragement. You came here for hope. And I hope today with what Elise and I shared, what's going on in our own lives, in our own marriage. You're able to just see maybe something that's going on in yours. And it's time for you to step out and go, enough with the apathy. It's time to live this marriage the way we want it. It's time to live the extraordinary marriage. So go out there, make it happen. We love you guys. Have a great week.